to my show. And welcome to my show. Well, that is not it. Um, welcome back to another solo episode, which we haven't actually done a solo episode. So take that back. Welcome to the first solo ep. Um, so our executive producer is away at the moment. So we're working with limited technology, not going to lie. Uh, so we've got a little iPhone set up. We've got a bit of a blue light in the background. The aesthetics are probably not what they should be, but you know, your girls had a rough week. Your girls had a rough two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. Um, and I have been avoiding doing an episode because I didn't really want to talk about it. And then, you know, we have girlfriends for a reason. We have beautiful, beautiful friends for a reason where they call you on your bullshit, right? They call you on your bullshit and they say, no, this is what these people want to hear. They want to hear the real, the true, the true shit, you know? So I'm on here to talk about bits and pieces that's been going on with me. Also, I've recorded a couple of episodes now with some guests, but me being me and the perfectionist that I am and the expectations that I hold for myself, I still don't feel like I've set the tone with this podcast. So I'm coming on with a solo episode because I want to kind of bring it back to why I started the podcast, why I felt like I wanted to share my voice and sort of set the tone so that when these guests do appear on the podcast, it's not so much like, well, this is just like random chat sort of vibes because it kind of is, but with a purpose, obviously. So um, we are going to have a solo chat together today and we're going to talk about all the themes, all the things that I would love this podcast to encompass. And yeah, like let's just have a solo chat, shall we? Get to know me. Um, so on our last episode, you obviously got to know my hussy bee, uh, Riley. Oh, love that. Um, you obviously got to know Riley. You got to know, I'm just going to hold the microphone. This is a bit of a vibe. No, it's not. going to put that back down. No, no, Shani, let's not do that. Oh, I need to go get my coffee. Just one. Oh, Fuck, I just kicked my foot. <laughs> and we're back. All time coffee, of course. Uh, this is the second coffee of the day. And this is actually something that I want to talk about in today's podcast. But shout out, you know the drill. Use my code, Shani Meyer, for 0% off. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so you met, you met my husband, um, Riley. And you got to know him a little bit better. That was a bit of a random episode. We spoke about random things. We didn't really have a plan. Um, and that's something else that I've learned along this podcast journey is I kind of do need to have a plan for these things. Like I kind of do need to talk about things along a schedule. Otherwise, I just ramble and I talk and I just go on and on. Kind of like the theme of today's episode. So <laughs> um, today we are going to be jumping into a couple of little segments that I like to call segments. <laughs> what the Shani. Um, no. Okay. So yeah. So first of all, um, I just want to talk about like my, my day, my week a little bit, um, just to catch you all up and get you back up to speed as to where I'm at. So this week has been a little bit of a strange week. So this week, um, I feel like everyone is like having a week this week. Like not many people that I've spoken to have been like, yeah, my week's been sweet. Everyone's kind of like had a bit of a, a low week this week. I don't know what's going on with the moon, with the universe, all of the things, but I'm not here for it, quite frankly. I don't like seeing everybody sad, myself included. Um, and I know that I'm sort of speaking with a bit of high energy and, and this week I definitely wasn't in high energy. I actually had like a bit of a, a low moment where I had a bit of a panic attack last week. Um, and that was due to, look, I don't really know what it was due to, to be honest. I felt it sort of bubbling up for a little while. I actually do know, but it's 
you know, I don't want to be one of those people, but it's got to do with things that I'm not ready to, to dive into um, on such a public platform. Um, but, you know, it's stuff to do with like a long, 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 long time ago. Nothing that's prevalent in my world right now. Um, it's just, you know what they say, when you don't deal with shit, shit catches up to you. And so, yeah, long, long, long time ago, um, I feel like it's all coming to the surface now, which is okay. Um, and I feel like whenever these things happen to us, it's because the universe or whatever you believe in believes that you're ready for it, right? So I think that I've got an amazing circle of people around me and a community of people who A, will notice when I'm a little bit off and B, have the tools to be able to actually help me through that. And if they don't, you know, they have the capacity to be able to help me um, or like help me with ways to help myself, if that makes sense. So this week, yeah. So this week is obviously, you know, work as per usual, um, training as per usual. The Huzzy Bee has been away this week. Again, that's why we're on limited technology today. (laughs) Um, Limited vibes. I'm not a videographer, unlike he is. Um, So that's been a little bit of a a stressful time. So my dad worked away a lot when I was younger. Um, So for me, it's a little bit triggering when someone of significance in my life goes away. Um, And that's only because I've learned throughout my self-development journey that the way that we respond to things, even if it doesn't make logical sense in the moment, it often has to do with the way that our brain was wired between the ages of like one and seven. So the way that we react to things and the way that we perceive things, um, often our reactions are actually that little girl or boy inside who is feeling the same feelings as when we experience that emotion back then, even if it was, you know, like just throughout your childhood, hint, hint. Um, so, you know, the way that I respond when Riley goes away, even though logically I know he's going to come home um, because he goes away for work this time, it's a, it's a bit more of a, um, a holiday. But, you know, the way that we respond to things in these moments has a lot to do with how we re- would have responded to them when we were kids. So that's been a really interesting thing for me to navigate this week um, and also just come to the realization of that's what that is and that's what that looks like so um, you know I've been navigating through that and just like I feel like you know when you do have a partner you tend to get used to this lifestyle of you know having um, a helping hand in things I was so independent for such a long time and it took me a really long time to actually like open up to someone and allow them to help me so now that he's gone it's like I would have kept would have rather have kept my independence (laughs) remembered how to do things myself but that's okay he's back next week which I'm really looking forward to and it's been really beautiful actually to see him even though it's from afar um, but to be able to bond with some of his friends whilst he's overseas um, and have some really incredible experiences with them Um, I think solo travel or like friend traveling with friends is such um, an incredible experience and underrated in my opinion well it probably isn't underrated it's probably underrated in my own mind because I've never actually done it Um, but I admire people who do it so um, I do look at him with a lot of inspiration at the moment because it takes a level of confidence to be able to go okay we're going to go overseas and we're going to do this you know so that's that um what else has been happening this week i have actually been having some really which again is not a coincidence i know it's because of all the thoughts feelings and emotions that i'm going through at the moment that it's all being presented to me but to sound too so woo woo um but i feel like this week 
I have really um, sort of stepped outside of my usual circle of people who I normally hang out with. And I've been spending a lot of time at the cafe and I've been meeting people. I remember reaching out to a girlfriend a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, babe, you know, how are you meeting all these new people? And normally that's my forte, but I've kind of been in a bit of a place where I didn't really want to go out and meet new people for whatever reason. Probably got something to do with the, the low moods I've been in. I know, I know what my issues are, right? I know what my issues are. Um, but yeah, so I've been meeting all of these beautiful souls in the cafe naturally, because, you know, it's a familiar face. You see them every day and often, you know, at the cafe where we're literally there every single day, um, toxic trait of ours. Um, and that's when I am in my highest energy. I've like trained, I've usually halfway through a coffee and that is me when I'm my authentic self. So I've been introducing myself to all of these new and beautiful people and today I actually I woke up I set my alarm for a little bit earlier than what I actually ended up going but I was gonna go alone and I messaged my girlfriend and I said hey do you want to go get a coffee so we did walked into the cafe Jimmy was there you'll meet Jimmy he's coming soon Um, Jimmy was there so we sat down with Jimmy then we had these beautiful ladies come and sit down at our table you know they were having a coffee with us as well then we had other people flit through then we had other people in the cafe coming and talking to us and it's just I think something as simple as how do you grow or expand your circle in your 20s is it can be just as easy as that right like and I get it I have an outgoing personality I'm actually an extroverted introvert like I need my downtime to be able to be so extroverted and I get like I I do have a personality where I can talk to anyone and obviously today was an example of that but um, you know, I, I'm just really enjoying meeting new people. And, and back to the point, that's what I feel like this week has been. Like I've just been having all of these new humans come into my world where I'm like, I rate you, really respect you, love what you did there, blah, blah, blah. Um, and getting to know them. So my mornings have been filled with such bubbly personalities. Um, and for me, I'm not really feeling too fulfilled um, by my work at the moment, more in my um my dental side of things, not really feeling too fulfilled there. So when I get bored, like my mind runs wild um, and that's, you know, causing spirals throughout the day of, of, of these, these shit feelings, quite frankly. Um, so that's really my week in review. Um, I am starting a seven week challenge on Monday. I actually hate the term challenge and, you know, living with a nutritionist, you tend to um, sort of pick up on, on these sorts of languages all the time and I and I and I don't rate it because it is fixated around tracking healthy eating quote unquote um, and all of the negative connotations and associations to food and diet and to aesthetics like um, physical looks but for me this challenge is incredibly community-based which I'm a big advocate for um, so this is at my gym at S30 in Mermaid Beach um, so a seven-week challenge where it's sort of strength and cardio-based testing, but also community events as well. Um, and it's just a good little, like, get in check with myself, um, get around it, you partner up with someone, and um, just a really, I think, a, a good mindset shift. Like a good, sometimes you need, like, a date or a time to go, right, okay, this is when I'm going to sort my shit out. And it's not like I am ever in a position where I'm like, I actually do need to sort my shit out with my training because I'm quite grateful that I've got a place that I don't fall off the wagon. And I think that's really important when it comes to moving your body. Um, You train doing what you love to do. And for me, social is so important when it comes to moving my body. So um, this gym really allows me to 
have not the excuse that I, my body's too sore or I don't want to, but more of more of like a perspective of I want to show up and be social in my mornings. Like that's really important to me. I hope that makes sense. So um, that starts on Monday. So I'm not doing it for anything other than, I mean, like, yeah, like I, my training, I train five days a week, generally speaking, sometimes six. I don't really need to kick up the butt in terms of training. Um, but I think I do need a bit of a kick up the butt in terms of my mental Um, a bit of an extra push. Sometimes we can be a bit complacent. Um, So this is going to allow for me to be a little bit more conscious of my, how much I'm pushing in my weights, how much I'm pushing in my cardio and my, my um, conditioning. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That starts on Monday. Um, Another thing, what, what else in my week? What else happened in my week? That's really it. It's my little sister's 21st birthday today. So um, I'm having coffee or sorry, rather dinner with her this week coming up. Um, And Riley obviously comes home this week. So, yeah, I want to bring in a segment, um, super cliche, but peak and pit. Um, So we can talk about that with our guests. And I think it's really important to talk about the highs and the lows um, just to create a little bit of authenticity and relatability to what you're listening to. So if I'm going to be honest, um, my peak would have to be um, meeting all of these beautiful people in the cafe and like having a space where I'm welcome so wholeheartedly as who I am. That is certainly a peak of my week. Um, Pit of my week would have to be yeah, like navigating these big emotions, um, feeling a little bit isolated, um, at times. And, um, so that would have to be, that would be my week in review. That's what I've been up to. Um, so moving on, I also want to bring in, um, another little segment, which is a book review. So lately I've been reading, um, at least a book a week. Um, hopefully I can maintain (laughs) that hopefully. So yeah, book a week, Um, I've recently read, okay, so I have a bit of an unpopular opinion when it comes to a particular author. Now I've only read two of her books, quite frankly, and that was a sequel, sorry, three of her books actually. Um, and this is Colleen Hoover. So I've read Verity, um, it ends with us and it starts with us. Now I probably, I've got a couple of books to review. Maybe I should space them out just in case I don't actually read a book a week. That's probably important. Um, anyway, so yeah, so uh, I read It Ends With Us and It Starts With Us. And my unpopular opinion is that great books, really easy to read, um, very addictive. I read those like in a day each almost. Um, and it wasn't really at the time that I really thought about this, but in hindsight or after the fact, those books need a trigger warning. They really, really need a trigger warning. I felt very, I feel like those books is actually where my spiral started. So a lot of the, a lot of the content in that book is domestic violence in the home as a child, alcohol abuse, um, domestic violence in an adult relationship, manipulation, gaslighting, um, you know, just general safety um, and concern with the Verity book, that was obviously a thriller. That was probably not so much of a trigger warning required on that one, but definitely with those two books. So if you haven't read them in, in you've experienced, I've not experienced any domestic violence in a relationship, certainly not. Um, so just want to put that right out there. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, when it comes to the alcohol side of things, um, I've had my experiences with alcohol and I just am not a fan of it. Um, I don't, 
like what it does to people. Um, and you'll hear this on other episodes that are coming as well. I don't um, like that it's a drug that you constantly get asked why you're not doing it. Um, and I have no issues with anyone who does drink. I am just now an alcohol free person. And that book triggered it for me, quite frankly, um, because of a number of different reasons. But yeah, uh, yeah. So great books. Um, I think if you're willing to get back into reading, if you've had a phase where you haven't read before or you're wanting, I think sometimes we can get into the whole of, um, you know, you've got to read self-help and personal development books and things like that in order to be a reader. And no, you don't like, you know, you can read a storybook. And for me, like reading a book allows me to skip out to another universe as well. So these books really did allow my brain to do that, but so much so that I kind of disconnected and retreated from the real world. <laughs> a bit of a tox toxic habit there. Um, yeah, so I think that um, I would say that they're great books to read so long as you're aware of that little addition there. And if you're anything like me and doesn't really research things, just jump straight in and, and, and forces your own opinion. Sweet, that's fine. And that's what I did with these books. So perhaps I could have been a little bit more informed and I could have done a bit, a bit of research about what this book is and what it's about, but I didn't. So don't make my mistake if you've experienced any of those bits and pieces in your um, history. So that's another segment that I wanted to bring into the podcast. Um, but a book that I love, loved, loved, loved. It's a little bit, it's, it's called Love Theoretically by Ali Shearwood, I think it is. Um, I probably should fact check that, but I'm pretty sure it was Ali Shearwood. Um, amazing book. Oh my goodness. Like if you love a romance novel, this one's a little bit more, it's based around, so the author is actually a physicist, I believe. So it's very like academic, um, and based on STEM and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's a, a romance novel based in an academic setting, um, which kind of is a little bit of my background. So I really like, like that. Um, but a beautiful, beautiful book. Very, very well written. Very easy to read. Sort of takes about half the book, maybe even three quarters actually to get to like the juicy stuff, um, which is the part that we all, you know, jump into a book for. But highly would recommend that. Um, and I've I've spoken to both men and women who have read this book. So it's not just exclusive to women. But yes, that's my book recce of the week. Okay, so the theme of this podcast, I really want to set the tone the, the guests that I have planned that are coming on is I've been a part of the self-development world. I've been a part of the, you know, self-help journey and all of this sort of stuff. And whilst I love it and it serves a purpose in a phase of your life, I believe it can get a little bit intoxicating sometimes and it can get a little bit old. So I don't really want this to be like a self-help podcast. I want it to be a place where you can just, you know, be getting vibes of how to be live your best life in the easiest least resistance way right so we've got some pretty amazing speakers up uh, speakers uh, uh, podcast guests <laughs> that are coming on the potty as well um so i'm really really looking forward to that i'm really looking forward to just creating a place where the vibe is, you know, the conversations that I would have at the coffee shop is the conversations that I want to be having on this podcast. And it's just very chill vibes. So if that's you, stick around, keep tuning in for when I release episodes. Yeah, so um, I guess a theme of today's episode that I wanted to um, dive into um, and just, I guess, based around the week that I've had and what I have done, particularly over the last couple of days to sort of pull me out of the 
hole that I was really, really getting myself into. Um, and I, and sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need to cry. Sometimes you need to have a vent to a friend. Sometimes you need to stop apologizing to venting. You know, some, if you're not a person who lumps emotion onto many people, maybe just like check your circle um, and check how how well equipped you are to be able to deal with certain um, situations, if that makes sense. But more to the point, like sometimes you need to like not apologize. I, I caught myself um, at dinner with my friends where I was apologizing for, for loading, um, you know, things onto my friends and they both turned around and said, why are you apologizing? There's a difference between asking for permission to, um, unload or quote unquote, which I hate this term emotionally dump because you're not dumping, you're just like asking permission to express. And often things that are going on up inside of our heads are a lot, make a lot more sense once you have articulated them and spoken them to someone. So I think, you know, as long as you're asking permission to express how you're feeling with people, that's totally fine. And you don't need to apologize for that. So that was one lesson that I've taken away from this week is I don't need to apologize for feeling how I'm feeling. And I don't need to apologize for, you know, um, unloading to a friend because that's what friends are there for. And if people aren't respecting that, then first we've got to check within ourselves is, oh, did I ask permission to be able to unload that onto someone? And secondly, is this the right person to be to be expressing this to? Because if they're not actually receiving you in full and loving you for who you are in full, then perhaps they're not a really good friend. Or perhaps they're a friend that serves a purpose for a particular area in your world, right? So um, things that I have done this week in particular to be able to get myself out of the slump that I was in. So I'm going to say that I was like really like leaning into anxious tendencies. I was leaning into depressive sort of moods. I wouldn't say I'm depressed, but I was definitely, you know, leaning into depressive moods um, and really struggling to get myself out of them, feeling very sorry for myself, feeling very disconnected and purposely disconnecting myself um, in a, probably in an unhealthy way. I was definitely pushing away people, thoughts, feelings. It's a bit of a conditioned um, response that I have to compartmentalize things and just push it to the side and forget about it, which is really not a healthy way to process things. Fully aware aware of that um, and I would highly recommend talking to a professional person if you find yourself um, leaning into that and again everything that I speak about here is obvious I'm not a professional I don't have a scope of practice to be able to help anyone but I simply have the soul of a human and I can help you in the sense of what I did as a human being that could potentially help someone else so if it helps one person then I'm doing what my girlfriend said by getting on here and speaking my raw truth Um, so this week I really had to, so when I get into like my anxious tendencies, I like, I like, um, fiend for control. If that even makes sense. Like I really need to have control over things and it gets really excessive. And if things don't go to plan or if, um, people drop out of plans or anything like that, like that heightens my anxiety quite a lot because I feel like I, have completely like lost it for the day. Like everything is no longer planned. And, you know, I struggle to make that time back because I've thought out my, my world for, for that series of events. Anyway. So one thing that really helped me, and I actually got this advice from one of my um, friends who is in the mental health space is writing a checklist of things for your day. Um, that could be constructive for some and deconstructive for others, but for me, it really helped. But what I got into the pattern of was being like, you know, send out this email, reply to this thing, Um, you know, do this task. And I was putting in there that were like the really like mental load 
um, things that I needed to do. And quite frankly, once I did do that, it actually reduced my anxiety because what I thought was a huge list of things that I needed to do actually only ended up being three things. But the addition to that that she suggested, which I really loved and has really helped me, is to put like the mundane things on there. So that's like wake up, make your bed, have a shower, go to the gym, buy a coffee and tick those things off because mentally you get into a space where you're like, okay, I'm actually achieving some things, right? If we only put the things that carry such a huge weight in our mind onto that list and we don't tick them off, that increases how like our our anxiety or the mental load that we have. And it can also be contributing to the problem when it's actually trying to help the problem. That makes sense. So that was the thing that she really helped that suggestion that really helped me last week, actually. Um, And then with that, I think, preparation preparation for your day which we can all be better at but in particular with these weeks where you're feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders you're not really keeping up you're not really setting the standard you're, you're missing the mark on things and that's how I was feeling I wasn't feeling like I was showing up to to my jobs I wasn't feeling like I was meeting the mark on things I felt like I was falling short and I was disappointing people and this is like how your brain likes your so your ego right so your ego likes to complicate things and your ego likes to jump to the the path of oh you know i failed I've, I've done all this so your ego constantly wants to protect you and sometimes we actually need to break things down is this even making sense our ego or our brain basically basically your ego is what protects you that's how i like to interpret it so your ego can sometimes be misconstrued as this front or this arrogance that sometimes you can portray to things but your ego is actually your concept of self and how you respond to things and how you process things and also like how you think about yourself and 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 how you present to others as well so what our ego likes to do is it likes to almost like self-sabotage because that's the easiest thing to do. It's easier to think, oh, fuck, like that's too hard as opposed to, no, I can do that. And of course I can be the best podcaster in Australia. Absolutely, I have the potential to do that, right? But your ego likes to feed it down because that's what's not complicated and what's not complex. Does that make sense? So Sometimes we need to like keep our ego in check of like, you know, if we're feeling like these anxious tendencies or even these depressive tendencies, it's like, is this my ego feeding into what's easiest for me right now and what's going to protect me and what's going to be the path of least resistance, if that makes sense? So um, that's really something that I've been navigating. And I think it takes a long time for you to understand that and, and to get into the ability to be able to recognize those things from popping up and going, no, nah, not listening, no, nah, not listening, if that makes sense. So that's something else that really helped me this week was just recognizing my thought patterns. And this is probably another good point is like when, so for example, when I had um, a panic attack in the gym, I didn't realize it at the time, but when I reflected on it in that moment, it had a lot to do with like abandonment, that emotion um, and, and that that's kind of like what I was feeling at that time, which led to that panic attack episode, which again, logically in that moment didn't really make any sense, but the little girl inside of me was reacting to that moment. So that's what caused those big emotions to come up because our brain doesn't really differentiate the difference. It's learnt to feel that emotion from that experience, right? So it's learnt to feel panic from that experience of abandonment when I was eight years old. 
you get what I mean? So sometimes when we start to understand that ego, logic, emotion, childhood trauma, childhood wounding, all that sort of stuff, we start to make sense of how we react to things. And that begins to make logic of things. And then we can actually keep carrying on with our day with a, with a mindset of it's okay. I know why I responded to that situation in that way. So I don't need to hyper fixate on something. So that in itself has really helped me too. I'm really hoping this is all making sense. Again, I'm not qualified to talk about these things, but this has just come from experience. It's come from delving really deep into a self-development journey in my twenties. It's gone from going through a breakup, moving to a new place, meeting a new partner, getting married, like <laughs> starting a business, not continuing with that business, starting something else. Like we all learn things along the way. It's just the validity of what we learn and what we hold on to um, and what makes sense to us that I think is lost these days. So yeah, um, that's something else that I have been learning this week and what's helped me pull me out of this slump that I was in. Another thing that I have been doing as well is Sometimes I think we can fall a little bit into the trap of thinking that in order to heal ourselves, we need to be alone. And whilst there is, that does have a place, we do need to learn how to self-soothe and we do need to learn how to be okay within our own company. And we do need to learn not to be dependent or codependent on other people in order to fix or regulate our emotions. However, sometimes when we're in those places, we can say no to things, say no to plans, for example. So last week I was presented with a couple of different opportunities again, because Riley's not home. So everyone's like, oh, Shani's a little bit more free than normal. And you know, they'll, they'll invite me to things. And I found myself wanting to say no. I got invited to dinner. I got invited to go to a touch footy game. I got invited to go you know, out for coffee, all of those sorts of things. And I found myself wanting to say no. And I said to myself, no, you are no, actually, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good thing to go along to these plans. It's actually going to be good for you. And lo and behold, it was, it was a good thing for me to go along because I was able to talk to people. I was able to distract myself. I was able to create new core memories. I was able to regulate my emotions, not by discounting what was happening, but just by distracting myself. Right. So, you know, going along to things that I wouldn't normally go along to or having dinner with a friend that I haven't had dinner with for a long time or talking about talking to someone from a different perspective with either them knowing my history or not knowing my history. That was super constructive. And I get that not everyone has a large circle, but again, that's on you. Like, what are you actually doing to increase that circle? That makes sense. So um, that was another thing that I have done this week was saying yes to plans. We can get bogged down and we can wallow in this self-pity and we can, you know, feel like, oh my God, poor me. I'm feeling this way and I don't want to really be around people because I don't want to drag down the mood. And again, like whilst I get that is it's dependent on the situation that's making you feel this way, but in the best of times, it's actually better. But you also need to be held accountable to your emotions and how you're showing up to that particular group. So like if I knew that I was going to be a sad sack and I was not going to be a person that someone wanted to be around, I probably wouldn't have gone to the dinner, you know, because that's not fair on the other person. But if I show up to that person and just say, hey, babe, just letting you know I've had a bit of a down week, um, not feeling entirely myself. So just forgive me for that. If it's the right person, they'll respect and they'll respond to that. Um, but it also just like makes space for them to understand that, hey, I'm not going to be my biggest bubbly self at this particular point in time. Um, so, you know, and that's okay. We don't have to show up as this particular version of ourselves every single time. We can show up as, you know, every, different facets of our personality. And again, like curating a group of friends who respects that is also super important. 
self-awareness is key. Self-awareness is literally what we're talking about right now. This is the way that I'm able to explain these things, the way that I'm able to take you through like the filing system of my brain is because of the self-awareness that I've built. This didn't just happen. I didn't just understand this stuff overnight. I listened to podcasts. I read books. I put myself in um, personal development groups. I paid for coaches. I paid for masterclass. I was in mentoring sessions. I've made friends with people who have also been in those spaces. I've put myself in, in group spaces, in group fitness spaces where you push this level of discomfort week on week. I have changed up my career. I've moved to a new place. I've been single. I've been in relationships. I've, you know, had difficult conversations with employers. I've had difficult conversations with my family. So this all builds character. It all builds self-awareness, but only if you reflect. And I'm not a big journaler. I'm not a big meditator. I've been in circles where that is a big thing for people, but I've also been aware that that just isn't really how my brain works. And maybe that's an excuse. I don't know. It probably is, quite frankly. Um, I'm just not that type of person. Um, And I definitely could be, but I just don't make space for it. I don't make time for it. So I don't force it either. Um, But that's how I've learned how to be self-aware and how to have these different tools and things like that. So if you've got to this point of listening, you're on the right track. You're absolutely on the right track. Um, So I guess when, when I get anxious, when something comes up, This is when I implement all of these tools. I'm not just walking around all the time going, oh, I'm going to prep myself for feeling this way. I I just really take stock and audit how I'm feeling on that particular day um, and then sort of act accordingly, if that makes sense. So, you know, sometimes we can start on a high and then move into a low and that's also okay. Sometimes we don't really have our shit together and anyone who says that they do is lying to you, quite frankly. Um, And I've said this in other episodes where, I really do give off this front that I have my shit together. I've been told that. I'm not just making that up. Um, and I, I I, really don't. But it just goes back to all of those things that I just listed before that I've put myself through. So my brain knows or my ego, again, knows that, okay, if you've pushed yourself to this point here, this actually isn't so bad what you're feeling here, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that is what I have been working through this week um i've really been allowing myself to let conversations open up organically about what i've what i've been navigating as well like i haven't been shying away from the conversation people who have had chats with me this week would probably disagree with that statement but you know in comparison to like my normal self i haven't really been um shying away from it i've definitely been opening up and talking about it Um, and acutely aware that I need to obviously, well, not obviously, but I I need to actually go and speak to um, someone who has a little bit more tools perhaps to help me with all of this prehistoric things, you know, that have been coming up for me. Um, And again, my tips are surround yourself with a safe space, have really key players. Sometimes we can focus or fixate on quantity Um, But I really focus on quality, like quality of human that I interact with. And I don't say no to interacting with anybody. I am just a person where I like naturally will attract people who um, just communicate the same as me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, So quality people in your circle that you know that you can reach out to and speak to should you need to. 
make lists, make lists to calm down the mental load in your brain. And it's important to put on those lists, actually tasks that you are going to achieve. You know, you're going to achieve them on a day-to-day basis because it's part of your routine, making your bed, having a shower, making a smoothie, drinking some water going to the gym, going for a walk, listening to a podcast, putting on some music and having a three minute boogie. What else? Like put, put, positive things onto your list and actively tick them off as well as the more daunting tasks that might face you for the week or for the day ahead. Uh, My third thing would be, uh, what was my third thing? Oh yeah. My third thing would be sort of practicing some both self-awareness and my favorite word that comes up in all self-development journeys that has literally come back into my mind today. And I've reminded myself of it is lead with compassion, lead with compassion for yourself and others around you as well. I think in this day and age, we can be so quick to judge and we can be so quick to jump to conclusions because of social media and what we see around us. We forget that we should lead with compassion and understand that people have much bigger thoughts, feelings, and emotions away from social media and away from the interaction that you might've just had with said person. So you know, actions speak louder than words, watching how people show up around you, but always lead with compassion in that sense. Some, sometimes as women, especially, we can get bogged down in talking about how, you know, people pissed you off or people didn't do something that you liked or people did do something that you didn't like. And gosh, that's just toxic energy. It really, really is. So just catch yourself in those moments. And if someone is talking to you in that way, maybe just don't respond or try and swing the conversation a different way and just really protect your energy in that sense and lead with compassion. Always be compassionate for those around you. Um, And if you feel like they're not a human that you want in your circle moving forward, that's fine. You don't have to cut people out. You can just, you know, retract, retrude, move away, move on to something bigger and better. Um, and I think my final thing is, is just trust in the universe. Maybe, maybe put yourself out there a little bit to meet new people, meet new humans. I'm a big believer that, um, people will walk into your life or be dropped in and people will be removed at certain times when the universe feels like it's, it's what's good for you and just trust in the process. Trust that, you know, as hard as it is to understand right now that, Everything has been thought out for you, but your next decision will dictate what path, you know, you, you move on to and you might go on like a massive detour to get back to the path that you're on. And that's OK. And, and you know, using my circumstance as an example um, of everything that I'm navigating at the moment and for context, it's more stuff from when I was a kid, you know, nothing like nothing. I have no animosity towards my parents or anything like that. It's more just, you know, again, that little that little girl inside of me who's reacting to situations that are happening now as an adult. And I just need to have a little bit of compassion for her and her emotions um, and really go back and and have a chat to her um, and just make sure that she's OK and and, and reminded that. I'm a big girl now. I know I'm talking in third person, but I'm a big girl now. And like, you know, I, I, I love and respect her. And yeah, but I think just going back to what I was saying, like just remembering that, um, yeah, leading with Kim, what was I saying? I don't even remember what I was saying now, whatever, but I think I made my point, but yeah. So I really just wanted to, to have this episode today just to, um, a little bit, set the tone a little bit more about, um, you know, what, what this podcast seems like, like, yes, it's going to delve into self-improvement. Um, but, I was always told, right, this is why this whole thing started. I was always told that I was really good at being able to articulate things um, and put things into a logical way, like if that makes sense, and using my own experience 
as evidence of that. And these opinions became like white noise to me for a little while. It became like just something that someone people would always say to me, you know, you're such an old soul. You've, you've got such amazing energy. You've got such great opinions. You've got such a great perspective on this and that. And I just always used to be like, oh, thanks. That's really kind of you. You know, I, I do actually get that all the time. Um, but now it's a space for me to actually record that and keep that on file and give it to the world. And if it helps one person, then amazing. So the theme of the podcast is it's giving best life. Like how can we all navigate what we've been through and what we're moving into together? I'm 28 years old. I'm still a young and um, I'm still a young gun, um, but I have had some fairly gnarly like adult experiences. Um, so I feel like I am in a space where I'm brave enough to share that with people um, and which I think is really beautiful. So thank you for listening. Um, and I am going to end the episodes with reasons why I appreciate and just the things, people, whoever it is, like if it's a guest that's on the podcast or whatever. Um, so I'm signing off the podcast with an appreciation. I appreciate in my world right now, um, where I live, where I live gives me life. I'm so blessed to, um, have made a decision to move to somewhere that, um, really speaks to my soul. And allows me to have um, such an, an amazing network of people. So if you're in a space where you're not really loving where you are, you're not really loving what you're doing, whether it be work, friends, family, places, um, relationships, all those sorts of things, just remember that you have a choice. You have a choice to do anything in your world. And it might seem like you're being bogged down at the moment. It might seem like you're, you're stuck. But are you really? Are you really stuck? So just remember that you always have a choice to move different. You always have a choice to do different and you always have a choice to do what's best for you, irrespective of what that impacts in the rest of your world, unless it's your kids. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I can't really speak on that on that respect. But um, I think I just want to lead with that. So takeaways, lead with compassion. I appreciate you for tuning in and I'll speak to you on the next epi. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.